Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. This is the first episode. I don't know where I was going with that. Welcome to Scary Fucking Bedtime Stories. I'm your host, and we're here today. I'm here today, tonight at 11.45 p.m. with a decently new story on r slash no sleep on reddit I'm hoping that you all had a pretty good holiday uh, as well that good things seem to be in the works it's been a little while since I've recorded anything so I'm a little bit awkward (laughs) But as we get more into it, I'm hoping that I can kind of get my groove back, as it were. So today's story is called, I Fell Into a Mass Grave. It was even worse than it sounds. And this is by user N.S. Lewis who I will put a link down to the story in the description for this episode if you would like to read along or read it for yourself. Uh, It was posted January 10th, 2020, and uh, here we go. I looked through a gap in the forest canopy up at the sky, alive with the sunset blaze, and thought, beyond the heavy shroud of human concern, life is vibrantly beautiful. Then I took another step, and I was falling into the earth, my head bright with shock as my surroundings grew darker and darker. I fell, thinking only that I was about to die, and I didn't know why or even really how. I managed to twist around during my descent and land on my back so that my pack cushioned the fall a bit. There was an uncertain and horrifying moment when my breath wouldn't come to me and my nervous system still screamed against the prospect of imminent death. When my breath finally returned, it brought with it a cloying stench, which cut short any feelings of relief about being alive. I tried not to consciously put a name to that smell and plugged my nose while sucking in the air through my mouth until I had resumed something approaching a steady rhythm. Then I looked up at the opening of the hole I had fallen into, where the last of the day's light was dissipating. It was impossible to tell how far up it was, but it was far enough. I would have to climb out somehow. I gingerly propped myself up on an elbow, aching from the drop, and noted for the first time that the ground wasn't dirt. It wasn't quite soft, and it wasn't quite hard, though sometimes harder and sometimes softer. It was lumpy and cold. Death. The thought came to me unbidden, and despite my best efforts to keep it at bay, that smell is death, and below you, corpses, you've landed in a fucking mass grave. I sprang to my feet and took a series of careful steps, trying not to trip over what I imagined in the darkness were body parts, an armpit here, ready to snag my foot, a knee there, jutting out of the mound of dead bodies. Crunch. 
squish. I kept moving forward, focusing first and foremost on finding a way out of this mess, my arms stretched out unsteadily, seeking a wall. The walls, I soon discovered, were slick with some slimy substance. Too slick to climb, but I tried anyway, desperately scrabbling around with my hands and feet, searching for a hold. There was none. After a few minutes of effort, I got winded again and had to suck in the rank air, hard and deep. Be calm, I thought, attempting to subdue my flight response. There was nowhere to run to. I needed to use my head, not your head, your phone. I set my pack down on the sickening ground and reached in the front pocket. It was wet from the landing. I found the phone, and even before I pulled it out, my heart sank. It felt rough and jagged, like the screen had shattered. I took it out and began mashing away at the power button. There was no response. Fuck. A shirt for my bag served as a makeshift respirator to stifle the smell as I stood there considering my increasingly hopeless situation. I was deep in the woods of northern Maine, alone, well off the hunting trail that I had started from. Even if I stuck to the trail, it wasn't hunting season, so there was unlikely to be anybody around. The owner of the property was possibly home, but his house was miles away. Why did I have to go so deep? I'd taken these trips every few months to get as far away from human civilization as I could, to cleanse myself, when life became overstuffed with worries and pettiness, but now I would have given anything for the slightest proximity to that civilization. Let there be a cabin somewhere nearby, I prayed, and out loud, Help! Help! The hole seemed to swallow up the sound of my shouts. I doubted if they could have been heard even by somebody standing right next to the opening, but out of sheer panic, I kept yelling. Each time that I pulled the shirt away from my mouth to yell, I had to inhale the stench of death. As time wore on, the shouts became increasingly hoarse and desperate until I lost my voice altogether. But then, it was dark above as it was below and a steady flow of adrenaline, spent uselessly, had run its course and left me exhausted. The visceral and immediate horror, while still overwhelming, had lessened enough for me to think about things other than my escape, such as, why is there a mass grave in the middle of the woods? Who do these bodies belong to? And who put them here? And why? Suddenly, it occurred to me that maybe it wasn't such a good idea to go on shouting when I got my voice back, not without the answers to those questions. Maybe that cabin I had been dreaming about earlier actually existed, and served as the home of some brutal psychopathic serial killer who was dumping his victims in this hole. Calm down, you're not even sure that these are dead bodies. What else are they? I muttered to myself in a raspy whisper. Only one way to find out. Shit. Gotta do it. Gotta know what you're up against. I struck a match and it confirmed to my eyes in a flash what my other senses had already discovered. A twisted mess of corpses tangled together from wall to wall. What was that, though? Can't pretend you didn't see it. Just the, sa sh just the shadows. 
I've seen all I've need to see. That was no fucking shadow. That was a grotesque, inhuman face. And wasn't that a tail poking up in the corner? Like a lizard's tail? But massive? Just the shadows, I tried to insist to myself. Not gonna do you any good to lie here. You need to know what you're up against. It took six tries to light the next match, due to my hands shaking so much. With the flaming stick pinched between my fingers, I looked over to where I thought I'd seen a tail. Thankfully, it wasn't actually a tail, but rather an arm sticking straight up, rigid with death. Still, there was something off about the arm. The match burned out before I could figure out exactly what was off. I settled on explaining it away as a trick of the shadows again. Now the face. Feeling slightly more confident after seeing no tail, I flicked another match to life and held it in front of the face, but only for a moment, because the shock of what I saw made me drop the match. It sizzled out below me, extinguishing the light cast upon the nightmare version before me. However, the image stayed tattooed in my mind. The face was, without a doubt, not human. There was a row of six or seven small eyes arranged in an arc across its bony forehead. At least, I presume they were eyes, rolled back into a pure white death gaze. The reason that I couldn't say for certain how many there were supposed to be was that a bullet wound sat in the center of them all and had either shot one of them out or landed in the space between. The wound itself was black with rot. Or maybe this thing bleeds black, I thought. The ridges of bone didn't stop at the forehead, but spread out all across the face, seemingly at random, like a topographical map. Running between these mountains were branching rivers of thin black tubes dividing up the otherwise gray flesh. Is it gray normally, or is that just because it's dead, I wondered. The tubes all led to what was perhaps the most disturbing feature of the thing. There, where the nose and mouth should be on a human being, was a tangle of perhaps a dozen larger tubes, open on one end, and adorned with sharp black thorns. They looked designed to suck the life force out of whatever things the creature fed upon. It took a tremendous effort not to soil myself when I saw that face lit up, but I didn't want to be covered in shit on top of everything else. Instead, I let my terror flow out of my eyes, sobbing like a child, no longer impressed by the majesty of life. Hours later, beyond exhausted but unwilling to lay down on the horrid corpses, I came up with a desperate idea. I couldn't call for help on my phone, and I didn't want to shout anymore. There was no telling who or what was lurking out there, or what they'd do if they heard me. Nor could I scale the walls. I had tried every spot in that hole, and the walls were all the same, slick with slime, and without purchase. After seemingly exhausting my possibilities again and again, I kicked at one of the bodies underfoot out of sheer frustration. My kick sent an appendage into motion in the darkness, and I heard it slap up against some other dead flesh. 
and that's when I got my idea. I couldn't climb the walls, no, but maybe I could climb the bodies. I felt around until I found a stray limb sticking out from the mass. I dug my feet in and pulled on it. Like my life depended on it, I strained every muscle in my body, but I felt a shift below me. I kept working at it, stopping to catch my breath or take a precious drink from my water bottles every now and then. Once I even sat down for a spell, I was beyond being grossed out at that point. If I was planning on piling these things up and using them to scale my way to freedom, I had to get over my squeamishness, and so I did. I kept at it, yanking the limb. Then, just when I thought the corpse was almost free of the mess, I heard a terrible pop and went sprawling back on my ass, holding the now-detached arm in my hand. A part of me didn't want to get back up. Why bother? Just close your eyes and let death take you away. That's what we'll end with anyway. But a larger part of me wanted to get the fuck out of there. I tossed the limb aside and stood up slowly. There has to be one of them on top. One of them that's easier to get than the rest. That's where you start. I was down to five matches. I lit one of them and looked around carefully, trying to make a mental map of the corpses, as horribly as they were to behold. I saw a few that were, if not completely clear, then at least less buried than the rest. The match burned down in my fingers, stinging me, and then it left me in the darkness again. I worked as methodically and efficiently as I could, uncovering one body and dragging it over against a wall, then the next body, rolling it on top of the first, and so on, until I had a small pile of corpses that I could climb upon. It was nowhere near tall enough to reach the top, but it was a start. I kept at it, working harder than I'd ever worked before. Eventually, the pile got too high for me to even heave another body on top of, so I had to make a little step out of more bodies. There was that song, Stairway to Heaven. But what I was doing was building a stairway from hell, one bizarre and terrible corpse at a time. Fortunately, at least for the purposes of my project, there was no shortage of bodies. Every time I dragged one away, there was another waiting right below it. I wondered all the time, of course, what these things were. Where'd they come from? And who put them there? It was an idle train of thought, the kind you have when you're focused on something else. When I gauged that I was about halfway to the top, I decided to take a good rest. My body needed it. How was I still going was beyond me. Light was creeping back into the entrance of the hole above me, and I was down to my last bottle of water. Maybe I'll just get close my eyes for a few minutes, get my strength back up. Then I heard a gunshot come from somewhere above and decided to get back to work. Sometime later, dripping in sweat and gore, I caught the first sense of freedom. Hints of pine pitch and moss wafting down and wrestling with the oppressive smell of death in my own stink. Only a few more bodies, I thought, reaching up from the top of my mound towards the edge of the hole. Maybe only one more, if I can jump high enough. The thought of dragging even one more body up all that way filled me with despair. 
but that aroma of freedom gave me a surge of strength. I was ready to scamper back down the stairway to hell when I heard voices from above getting near. It sounded like two of them. Very male. I froze. What do I do? Call for help? No. There's no telling what their intentions are, and you're almost there on your own anyway. Play dead until they go away. I dropped on top of one of the bodies. Unfortunately, my face landed right in the thing's crotch. But I had determined long ago that they had no discernible sex organs, whatever they were. It hadn't been a discovery I'd wanted to make, but rather one that had literally fallen upon me when one of the bodies had rolled off my mound and onto me. I lay still and listened. Can you believe it? I really can't. I mean, ugh, stop. Hold on. I need a rest. It's right there. Come on, man. It's right there. We get this one in and we can relax. Shit. I should have brought some weenies to roast. Now that I think about it. A six or two. I gotta rest for a second, man. You can carry them both yourself if you want. Alright, alright. Don't get your panties all wadded up now. We'll rest if that's what you want. Just saying. Think of all the R&R we'll be getting after we throw this sumbitch in. What if this isn't the last one, though? That's all I'm saying. You don't trust the censors after all this time? When have they ever led us astray? I just, I mean, these fuckers are smart, Bob. You know that. Maybe they found a way to hide? From the censors? Use your head. There was a pause. Yeah, I guess you're right. No hiding from the censors. You're goddamn right. You ready now? Let's do it. I heard both men grunt, and then their heavy footsteps were getting closer. Then they were right above me. On three? Got it. One, two, three. I opened one eye to see a body fall past me and get swallowed up by the darkness below. It hit the other bodies with a soft thud. Now for this sad sack. They repeated the pre procedure and tossed a second body into the pit. Shit. Pile's getting pretty high, isn't it? I can make them out down there now, you see? Yeah, let's just get this over with. Fine by me. There was some rustling above, followed by a glug-glug sound. I felt something wet splash against my face, and the smell of gasoline drowned out all of the other smells. They're gonna torch the whole thing, I realized. I turned my head slowly around and looked up. Two men stood there, both of them with rifles slung over their shoulders, and one of them smoking a cigarette. You know, said the one smoking, I'm almost gonna miss these fuckers. Not me, said the other. The first laughed. Yeah, yeah, I guess not. Then he flicked the cigarette into the pit. Flames erupted below me, starting to climb up my pile of corpses. There was no way out now. After all that, there was no way out. I stood up and shouted, Wait! In an instant, both guns were trained on me. The bigger man, the cigarette smoker, spoke first. The fuck are you? It's one of them, cried the other one. Don't look like one of them. They're smart. 
They're smart, I told you. Wait, I screamed again, feeling the heat rise. I'm not one of them, I promise you. I was just out for a hike. I paid Mr. Peterson to camp on his land, I swear. Do you know Mr. Peterson? Yeah, we know M Peterson, said the big one. Or we did, when he was among the living. He was an unlucky man. And so are you, if a man's what you really are. Don't matter the least in the end, though, I suppose. He cocked his gun, and his partner did likewise. It's jump into the flames or be shot to death, I realized. I felt like I had this at the start, falling helplessly into the darkness. Oh my. Into certain death. Please, I said, please don't kill me. The big one opened his mouth to say something, but nothing came out. His eyes just got very wide, and then his body grew limp, and he collapsed. His gun fell down into the hole, and his arms dangled over the edge like a wet noodle. What had happened? Had his partner suddenly grown a conscience? I looked at him. No, he was just as confused as I was. And then, at the same time, we both understood what had happened. Stepping into view above the dead man was uh, those things, whose kin lay dead and burning below it. Its face tubes were dripping in the big man's blood. Seven eyes, I now saw clearly. They had seven eyes, and all seven of them now turned to gaze upon the little man. The man was able to get off a shot into the thing's gut. Its blood was black indeed, I saw, but it was too late for him. The thing's tubes were already buried in his neck, and they fell together into the flaming pit of hell I was trapped in. I felt myself sink a few inches as the flesh below me turned into bubbling liquid. The fire was climbing and would be on, upon me in a matter of seconds. One more body, I thought mournfully. That's all I needed. What about him? I muttered, looking at the big man, his arm dangling down into the hole, but the bulk of his body on solid ground. I guess it's as good as a shot as you got. I leapt through the air over in his direction, the heat below scorching me all the way up to the testicles. I reached a zenith, and time slowed down. I could feel the moment where I stopped going up and started going down, and in that moment, I reached up and grabbed the dead man's arm. I pulled as hard as I could, and his corpse started to slide into the hole to join the rest of the dead in cremation. I stopped falling and gained the slightest bit of upward momentum. I clawed my way up the man's back, dragging him down at the same time. Then I saw that he would be of no more help to me. It was now or never. I reached my left hand up and dug wildly into the edge of the opening. The strain was almost too much to bear. Almost, but not quite. I brought my right hand up just as the man's body fell all the way into the inferno. I hung there, my mind screaming, knowing that I couldn't pull myself up. My feet scrambled out of pure instinct against the wall that I had tried to scale so many times. And there they found some unexpected traction. Perhaps because the heat had melted away the slime. Whatever the reason behind the newfound friction, my body took full advantage of it, exerting a strength that would never have been there under less dire circumstances. I hauled myself up and out of the hole, and then passed out from insurmountable exhaustion. 
I awoke to wet sanitation on my face, like a dog was licking it. But when I opened my eyes, I didn't see a dog. I saw seven small black eyes staring at me. The creature's tubes were exploring my face. Please, I gasped through her mouth, raw with thirst. It wasn't me that killed your kind. I mean you no harm. Please believe me. I just want to go home. The creature made some clicking sounds and was answered by more of the same from behind it. Then it stood up slowly. Five more of its kind were at my feet, standing lull, standing tall in long white robes. Together, they turned and walked into the woods in a smooth gliding notion. The sky was this painting of rich, swirling reds and purples. I didn't know if it was dusk or dawn. I didn't know what those creatures were or what they wanted. I got painfully to my feet and began the long journey home. And that was... Fuck, I forgot what it's called. <laughs> Just stood up and walked away from my computer. I gotta go all the way back up now. Right. And that was... I fell into a mass grave. It was even worse than it sounds by user N.S. Lewis on r slash no sleep. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you have a great night. If you haven't been able to fall asleep yet because the story was too entertaining, or you're just like me, feel free to listen to another episode when I get those uploaded. And... I hope you have pleasant and maybe a little bit spooky dreams. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night.